The following is a best of episode of Real Presence Live, featuring some of our best segments on our Blessed Mother Mary throughout the past year. We hope you enjoy today's show. Real Presence Live. To be patient to share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive as Catholic, we have hearts that are actually desire the good of the civil order. Engaging. But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with me as you wish. Live. There is a human longing for beautiful things and traditions, and if these aren't found in the church, people will seek them elsewhere. My name is Nathan Sather, and it's just a pleasure to have you here uh, for this wonderful day, and let's begin our time together with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed Mother Mary, we thank you for the gift of the life of St. Maximilian Kolbe and for his dedication to you in creating the Immaculata, which he saw as a ministry uh, that would bring many souls to your Son through your intercession. We ask for your intercession this day, that this show may do everything that you and your Son desire it to be, and that you make of us great saints. And we ask this. Uh, through your intercession as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. I'm so excited to talk about this next topic. Uh, we are joined at this time by Bishop John Lavore from the Diocese of New Ulm. Your Excellency, welcome this morning to Real Presence Live. Well, thanks so much, Nathan. It's always a, a, a pleasure and a privilege to, to be on Real Presence Radio. Oh, and it's a privilege for our listeners. I'll speak on their behalf myself. We always are so blessed to hear from our bishops. It's always a great blessing to us as well, so thank you. And yep. as we begin this morning, uh, Your Excellency, we've got a big day coming tomorrow. It's my uh, my personally my favorite uh, solemnity of the year to talk to my kids about. So as we begin talking about this a little bit, can you tell us as Catholics, since tomorrow is a holy day of obligation, what, what does that mean for us as Catholics, that it's a holy day? Okay, well the Church has uh, uh, set aside uh, six uh, solemnities, uh, the Catholic Church in the United States has set aside six solemnities for uh, and designated them as uh, holy days of obligation, which means that uh, Catholics have a responsibility of attending Mass uh, either on the day, which would be the 15th tomorrow, or uh, Vigil Mass this evening. Uh, on the 14th of August. So um, uh, all Catholics have that responsibility. It's uh, similar to a Sunday, you know, your Sunday obligation. Okay, and if, if that's the case, then, Your Excellency, should we try to avoid working as this on this day as much as we can? Uh, you know, you should, but um, coming as it is in the middle of the week, you know, most of us are... Uh, have occupations and in our culture in the United States now we I mean uh, it used to be you know many centuries ago that uh, the uh, civil authorities gave the day off to uh, to workers uh, on solemnities but uh, in our day and age that doesn't happen so in order to you know keep our jobs 
literally sometimes uh there there really is you know you you need to go to work and uh to earn uh, a living but if there are you know things that you can set aside tasks that you would normally do uh to set those aside today and uh or tomorrow and uh think about the assumption and what it means you know not only for uh the church but uh for us individually so if my wife bishop asked me to do the dishes tomorrow am i still obligated to do the dishes <laughs> i think those those are things that you you need to do otherwise uh you know there's there's trouble uh, so in in a couple of different ways so oh. i i would i would encourage you to do the dishes oh thank you bishop that's funny uh so this solemnity in particular is the assumption of the blessed mother it's near and dear to my heart can you tell us a little more about it yeah well, it's um, uh, a feast day that has been uh, in the Church, really, uh, since the very beginning, uh, since uh, our Lord uh, walked on earth, and uh, His Mother, of course, has always had a special pride of place because of uh, giving birth to the Savior of the world. So uh, when her life uh, was ended here on earth, uh the you know the because she was uh free from uh, original sin from all other sin uh and as a participation in her son's resurrection uh she was taken into heaven body and soul and uh that that's where she is now uh, body and soul her whole uh human nature uh together glorified and and beautiful and we call it the assumption because God is the one who did that did that for Mary he took her into heaven whereas Jesus we call uh the his entrance into heaven after his earthly life was finished uh, we call that the resurrection because he rose under his own power it wasn't um by any other power but his own because he was God so so there's a distinction to be made Mary didn't have the power to uh rise from the dead and and enter into heaven Jesus did so Mary's assumed into heaven uh, to let us know that it was by the power of God that she was taken into heaven after her life was completed. Now, forgive me if I misunderstood, Your Excellency, but the the distinction between the assumption of Mary and what you're describing, Jesus's entry into heaven, is is the ascension, correct? The ascension of Jesus. It's the ascension, but Jesus, yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I think I said resurrection. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm... yeah, it's yeah, it's his ascension into heaven because he ascended uh, under his own power, and uh, Mary was was assumed or taken up into heaven. Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. Well, uh, <laughs> yep. no, that's that's great. Well, it, it it happened with our conversation with our kids yesterday. The same thing was, oh. was mentioned, so I I was a, a particularly attuned uh, uh, to it. Yeah. But just wanted to make you sure I was pre- on the same page. You you were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, Holy Spirit prepared you. <laughs> fourth fourth graders will do that to your excellency. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and and so and again, just to clarify, when we say assumed, and and you did touch on, it, but I just want to make sure our listeners are are completely aware. She is in heaven with her son, body and soul, just 
as as Jesus is. There's no distinction about what will happen at the second coming or the resurrection, the general resurrection of the dead at the end of time. Correct? No. Yeah. The both of them have uh, glorified human natures. Uh, you know, perfect. Uh, and w- with us. Uh, as you mentioned, will be at the end of time when Jesus comes again for the second time. Then uh, our mortal bodies will be raised and joined to our souls, and then we'll be glorified like like our Lord and the Blessed Mother. But uh, it's happened to the, the two of them before uh, beforehand. So, so they are like we will be. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. And I mean. To me, that's just remarkable that as a son, Jesus, you know, God incarnate would allow the singular grace of his mother to be uh, remaining entirely close to him at the end of her earthly life. I'm just really interested if you have any thought or reflection on the intimacy between the son granting such a privilege to his own mother. Well, I think we, you know, if we think of our own uh, relationship uh, with our mothers and uh, how important that is, it's uh, really a, an irreplaceable relationship. Uh, we only have one mother. Jesus only had one mother, and um, to to remember that uh, he didn't begin his public life until. Uh, he was 30 years old, and uh, so he was, you know, uh, working with uh, Joseph, you know, in the home, and uh, had all of those years, uh, he and Mary had all of those years together, and uh, I'm sure grew very, very uh, close because of uh that relationship and what Jesus, you know, revealed to her and how she was able to form him as well. Uh, so it was, it was a very close and intimate relationship. And uh, uh, our Lord showed really his gratitude for his mother by giving her this, this singular privilege to, to take her into heaven with him. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, why is this particular solemnity of such importance that the Church elevates it to a holy day, Your Excellency? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, um, our Blessed Mother occupies such a, uh, an important, uh, uh, role in, uh, in our lives. Uh, just recently, for example, uh, Pope Francis, uh, uh, established the feast day of Mary, Mother of the Church, and uh, you know, highlighting the the role of our Blessed Mother with regard to to us as our Mother, Mother of the Church, and um, of course. You know, Mary, from as I said, the very beginning has been honored in so many different ways and in many different aspects of her uh, of her life and and her the gift that she gave to the world in Jesus. Uh, she's always been held in a in a special place, and uh, our country, of course, the United States, has Mary as a uh, immaculate conception uh, as our patroness. So. Uh, we have, you know, a, a special devotion in our country to our Blessed Mother. Um, and then, of course, with Mary, the Mother of the Americas, and uh, 
uh, appearing in Guadalupe and uh, to Juan Diego. Uh, again, you know, a special relationship that we have. So uh, I think, you know, for those reasons, Mary is, is honored, and any way that we can honor her um, is, you know, is so uh, appropriate to show our gratitude for the gift of her son that she's given to the world. You're listening to the best of Real Presence Live with Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm about Holy Days of Obligation and why we have them. Now, back to the interview. You know, when you mention it being a holy day and the importance of it, Your Excellency, the way I try to describe this to my kids is that there are certain things in life that are so important that we're obligated to celebrate them. And I give them the example of their birthday. Yeah, uh, It is so important that you were born to this family that we're obligated to celebrate this day. But we don't see it as being a burden. Like, I don't have to tell my daughter, Michaela, oh, ho-hum, we're going to have to celebrate your birthday, honey, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and, and so yeah, I think that dynamic gives us a, a, a different perspective, possibly, to, to view these celebrations that the Church gives us. The Church wants us to, to celebrate these important days that are so important, we're obligated to celebrate them. Can you possibly speak to that and, and the meaning that a day like this is supposed to have to us as Catholics? It is. Uh, the Celebrating the Assumption is really a privilege, and I, I like the way uh, St. John Paul II used to talk about our obligations uh, uh, to, to show our gratitude for what you know, what people have done for us, what uh, Jesus has done for us. He he says that that we owe a debt. You know that uh, we're in you know in some ways indebted to those who have given us such great gifts in our life, and uh, so to uh, repay that debt, uh, we celebrate their their feast days like, like we are tomorrow, or. Um, you know, show our gratitude to our Lord by uh, the prayers that we say, by imitating his life, by uh, giving him glory, um, because it is a, it's a debt. We wouldn't be who we are without Jesus and without Mary. Uh, it's it's really part of the fabric of who we are as 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 Catholics. So. Um, to to show that gratitude, the, the great gifts that uh, that we've received. So really, it's a it's a privilege, uh, and just like you know, if if you uh, save my life, you know, let's say I was drowning or something, and you jumped in and saved my life, I'd have a, a debt of gratitude to pay to you because you saved my life, and that would be something that would be with me all my life. And uh, it's the same thing for the Blessed Mother. You know, she's the mother of the Redeemer and uh, has given us the great gift of her son, and so we're forever uh, grateful to her. And so to celebrate the the Feast of the Assumption is just a way to kind of repay in a little way that debt that we owe to her. Mm. Very well, Your Excellency. And, you know, because this is a, a Marian solemnity, what would you say to our listeners about the importance of, of having the Blessed Mother in our life and, and how she impacts our, our growth and holiness and our relationship with Jesus? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and um, you know, I think just to go to her motherhood, uh, that uh, she's our mother. And just as she was Jesus' mother and 
Jesus founded the church, and the church is Jesus' mystical body. Uh, Mary is the mother of the church and our, our mother. And I think we're all familiar with the words uh, that uh, Jesus spoke from the cross, as he said to St. John, who represents us, you know, behold your mother, and mother, behold your son. So Jesus himself gave Mary to us as our mother to watch over us and and care for us, and that's what she does. Um, I think, you know, anybody who... Um, uh, takes Mary as their mother and has a devotion to her, uh, receives that special protection. I know in my life, um, uh, I have a special devotion to our Blessed Mother, and she's taken care of me uh, so well uh, over all these years, and I'm sure protected me. I'm, I'm sure I won't even know the things that she's done for me until I meet her in heaven, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, oh, was it you that did this? Was it you that, you know, helped me here or saved me there or protected me there? Um, so I'm sure there are many, many times where she's done that. And um, so, to you know, the you, you look at the, the recent popes, you know, Pope John, St. Paul, John Paul II and Benedict and Francis, they all have a devotion to our Blessed Mother and, um, you know, went to Fatima, went to Lourdes and uh, other Marian shrines. And Pope Francis, you know, he goes to um, uh, the um, uh, uh, Marian, let's see, what's the Marian Church in Rome? How, how am I forgetting it? Um, Mary but Major. Mary Major, yeah, St. Mary Major. Uh, and there's the, you know, the, the icon of our Blessed Mother, and he prays there before he goes on a pastoral visit and after he comes back from a pastoral visit. You know, again, asking our Blessed Mother's protection and then thanking her for what, uh, protecting him. So, uh, it's very much, again, part of the fabric, uh, the, of our fabric as Catholics and, um, to take Mary as, as our mother. And she does so much, you know, for us. And, um, I have a, you know, I, I want to make a pilgrimage to the only Marian apparition in the United States that has been approved, uh, in, uh, Champion, Wisconsin, uh, Diocese of Green Bay. Um, you know, Our Lady of Good Help, and uh, I want to go there because it, uh, Blessed Mother is Our Lady of Good Help. She helps us uh, in so many ways. Yeah, I've I've been there twice, Your Excellency. Oh, and, good for uh, you! And we, our whole family, made our Marian the consecration, the thirty-three days to morning glory, uh, mm-hmm. at this at the apparition site this past spring. Uh, oh, wonderful! So I would I would definitely encourage you to. It was a, a very I mean, it's a simplistic place. That's kind of how the, the Blessed Mother and the Lord works, right? you got a cattle farm on one side and a cattle farm on the other, and you can smell all the smells of farm life. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> and right, that's, yep. that's, that's the place in which you know, the sacred comes to dwell among yes. us. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable, the humility uh, of our God and that's the obedience right. of his mom. It's, yeah, please, please do get a chance uh, to get up there if you do. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I I will ask you a a selfish question, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about this with our family yesterday, and my kids were arguing if if the catechism states that the uh, assumption took place at the end of her earthly life, 
but it doesn't specify whether or not she died. On one hand, because she is sinless and the wages of sin is death, she couldn't die. But on the other hand, it seems fitting that she would ask her son to allow herself to die just as her son did. Do you have a, a personal opinion on on that question, Your Excellency? Uh, well, you, I think you've articulated there, there are two traditions, and uh, the Church has never settled on either one. And that's why I think you know, Pope Pius XII, when he uh, issued in 1950 the, the encyclical on the doctrine of the, of the Assumption, he didn't, didn't decide it. <laughs> you know, when her right. life was ended, well, he doesn't say she died, he doesn't say she didn't die. Um, and uh, the Eastern tradition has uh, uh, celebrates the feast of the Dormition of Mary, which is the uh, going to sleep of Mary at the end of her life. Uh, and there's a beautiful statue in the Church of the Dormition in uh, Jerusalem, uh, which uh, it has our Blessed Mother laying down on her bed and and asleep. And that's her her death, the dormition, the sleeping, going you know going to sleep and and then being assumed into heaven. So um, either tradition is is you know valid, I think. And um, so uh, you know some again it, it hasn't been settled. So they're both beautiful. One you know one if Mary did die, then that was in imitation of her her son who died on the cross and. Uh, if she didn't, you know, as you say, the wages of sin is death. She didn't sin, and our Lord just took her at the end of her life into heaven. So um, either way, it can go either way. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Your Excellency. Yeah. We appreciate your time this morning, and thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Yeah, you're welcome, Nathan. Real good to talk with you. Thank you. This is the best of Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Up next, it's our Straight Talk segment featuring Father Charles LaCroix of the Diocese of Fargo. Please, no live calls today. We'll return to taking your Straight Talk calls during tomorrow's program. Where else do you have a consistent moral teaching? Where else do you go for that? Um, Our teaching is based on the truths of the gospel, the teachings of Jesus Christ. They're based on the natural law of who we are by the Creator. And it's a consistent vision and truth about the human person. It's all based in the dignity and worth of human beings. So whatever aspect we're looking at, it's a better life when we're talking about an unborn child. Yes. A child that has special needs. Those are gifts. And parents who have raised children in that have shared with me the beauty that has come about in their life by embracing that child. You know, the Catholic Church believes the importance of marriage, and we defend marriage. We defend the term gender. God has made us male and female. There's a beauty to that. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. 
Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. Real Presence Radio has been such such an impact on my life personally and my personal conversion story and just in my growth as a Christian man. I listen to it from the time I get up. Anytime I'm in the vehicle, 1280 is on my dial. I hear everything from Sunrise Morning Show, Mother Angelica. We got Take Two. We got Dr. Ray Grandy. We got, we got everybody. We got Catholic Answers, which I love. We got Father Larry. There's so much to be gained, so many fruits to pull from this radio station that just does so much for us and increases our faith and increases my personal knowledge. I have grown in so many ways that I can't even explain it. It's it's for personally, it has brought me closer to God. It has brought me tighter in my church, tighter with my family. They are also starting to listen as my son, Autumn Mayville, is listening to Real Presence Radio. So it has been a blessing for all of us all the way around. This is Deacon Gary Hager from Holy Rosary in Detroit Lakes. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to the best of Real Presence Live. Up next, it's our Straight Talk call-in segment with Father Charles LaCroix. Please, no calls today. We'll return to taking your Straight Talk calls during tomorrow's program. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Well, get your questions ready. Yeah, I'm uh, ready. Get Come on. ready for Father Charles. Uh, you can call us at one 795 And we are so excited to talk to you about uh, different things that are on your mind or questions you have about the faith. And you can also do your questions or comments on, on Facebook. So you can contact us on Facebook as well. All those things you wondered about, now's the time to ask. All right. Well, here we go. The What about purgatory? The, the, what about angels? What about demons? What about saints? What's all that about? There's all kinds of great stuff with our wonderful faith. And now the phone lines are open, so give us a ring. And uh, Father Charles will be here to answer any of your questions. It's a toll-free number, right? Yeah, toll-free. And try what? and stump them. I bet 877. you can. 877-795-0122. <laughs> For all your theological and moral and ethical needs. And and uh, just talk to us about how you evangelize, uh, how, how you go out into the world. You know, it doesn't have to be a question. Just call us and tell us about your experiences. Uh, there's just some great stories out there and the power of intercessory prayer, your intercessory prayer. Um, it, it's just phenomenal. So share with our listeners, you know, special moments in your life. I was listening to this one podcast, it's a secular podcast, and one of the listeners had a question, viewers, listeners, whatever, I can, I think you can either listen to it or watch it, whatever. Sure. And that was that, you know, in, in an ectopic pregnancy, is that considered an abortion when you have to take the tube out of the woman because it's going to hemorrhage and it's disease? And so the woman was being told by because she'd already had the procedure 
she was being told by her, I guess, so-called friends that that was an abortion and that was wrong. But and she was she's totally against abortion. She was like, "Is this wrong?" And the answer is that's not an abortion because the abortion an abortion is a direct and intentional destruction of the baby. And so with this type of procedure, in a sense, you you take out the tube. Now the baby's in the tube, but the baby dies naturally. You're never directly and intentionally or wanting the baby to die, and you're not causing the direct attack on the baby's body. You're taking out the tube. So that would not be considered an abortion. That would be a, you know, unfortunate operation that you have to have. But the intention in is not to harm the baby at all. The, the uh, you're not directly attacking the baby's body. So, yeah, whoever was talking to that lady gave her really bad advice, and I think they were just trying to overcompensate. But, sure. um, yeah, so we can truthfully say as Catholics we're against all abortion because all abortion is wrong. So that particular uh, procedure was not an abortion because it wasn't the direct and intentional harming, killing of a innocent human life. Yeah, and and that's that's such a wonderful clarification because in that responsibility with evangelization also comes the responsibility of knowing the truth mm-hmm. and speaking truth. And so we need to be very cautious in that respect right. that when we are evangelizing or when we are talking about um, some precepts of the church or laws of the church that we know the correct answer. And uh, to always be growing in our faith. So we have, uh, wow, we have uh, Mark from Fargo uh, saying, thank you, Father Charles, for your time as chaplain at Shanley. Uh, Actually, he's on the phone. Mark is on the line. Mark, how are you doing today? Welcome to uh, Straight Talk. Hey, God bless you. God bless you, Father. I just wanted to thank you for your um, years of service and being a great role model for uh, the last 12 years for our children in the uh, Fargo Catholic School Network at the middle school and at the high school. And along the lines, you've done so many many things with regard to abortion. Um, I've been with you on the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and what a wonderful example you are as a priest and a wonderful example to our kids. Uh, I wanted to thank you for that. And also for your presence at various events, be it these sporting events, or theater, or band events, um, there's one consistency is that you're always there, <laughs> and you're always supporting our kids. And um, again, I wanted to thank you, and this. Uh, hopefully the people in Cavalier and Crystal, uh, you have a wonderful priest to look forward to uh, as he uh, comes your way in the end of June. Thank you, Father. Well, Mark, God bless you for saying that. I've been blessed tremendously at my time at Chanley and Sullivan, and uh if you think you see two of me, maybe that's uh, just my uh, doppelganger, somebody who looks like me, wearing a collar, you know, somewhere. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if you could exactly get the mustache right. But anyway, well, so, Padre Pio, he was yeah. able to bilocate, so yeah. you know, uh, we could definitely have more. He's Father out of my Charles's. league, though. But uh, well, no, it's been a blessing. And uh, Mark, families like yours make the position as chaplain at Shanley and Sullivan just a blessing. Uh, and my honor to have been there, and I thank God that I was able to, to be there for a time in my life and then to be blessed that way. Well, thank you so much, Mark, Amen. for calling, and I know uh, uh, many, many people share exactly what you just spoke to, so thank you. We do have... Uh, yep. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. 
This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Go team. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I can certainly re- reiterate what Mark said. Uh, you have touched our family in many ways. You came when our son was, our oldest son was a junior. And so you had all four of our beautiful children, and we're so grateful had, to you. Had the bits and quartet there. You that did. Awesome. You did. And... Uh, Boy, and he also uh, has baptized two. You've baptized two of her grandchildren as well. Right? Yeah. So, wow. It's, no, three. Uh, yeah. Three. Holy moly! Somebody's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get Janine a new calculator. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's such a blessing. Such a blessing. Oh well, we just want to remind our callers to call one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two and. Uh, Give Father Charles a call and ask him your questions or, again, just uh, anything you'd like to talk to about evangelization. Um, such an important topic for us to discuss. And we have uh, actually Lori from Fargo. Lori from Fargo. She has a question for you, Father Charles. Welcome. Lori, how are you doing today? Hi, Father Charles. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> great. Thanks for calling. Um, I My question is um, some easy like first steps to evangelize in everyday life. Like in the wow. workplace and in, even like not in the workplace, like you're home most of the day. Yeah. And you run into people here and there, you're doing errands, that right. kind of thing. Well, I think, uh, thank you for that call, Lori. That's great. And I think, you know, Monsignor Richter shared with us some great, uh, very effective steps. And I think step number one is just to pray for that person uh, and also pray to God that you will be open to being used by him as an instrument of his mercy, of an instrument of his truth, as an instrument of his grace. And then I think just by the way you live your life, to be courteous, to be kind, to be in the moment with people. Sometimes we think that people are in our lives for no apparent reason, but they're always there. God allows them to be there for a reason, even if it's just a passing visit even if it's just a hello while you're walking down the aisle or the street or whatever. And just to know that that person is made in the image and likeness of Christ and that your job, in a sense, is to pass along the love of Christ. Because I I believe as St. Augustine, again, I'm I'm on the St. Augustine kick here. I'm, I'm on his bandwagon, but he said that no one converts unless they feel the love of God through another person. So that's, we have high stakes, you know, everything yeah. that we think, everything that we say, everything that we do at every moment of the day is to pass along God's graces to people. And especially when we don't feel like it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know when we when we don't want to see point. anybody and we got a lot of work to do and we're right. very irritated and this happened at the worst possible occasion those are the times that i think god is allowing us to merit through jesus a lot of grace for that person so if we're extra patient extra kind extra attentive when we really don't feel like it i think that's why god allow that whole situation to happen because there's a lot of graces on the table there. Yeah. And if we come through with a love that Christ is, then I think those graces will be 
effective and those graces will be utilized? That's a great, great question, Lori. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. That's great. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, we have another caller on the line. It's Kathy from West Fargo. Welcome, Kathy. What is your question? Good morning. And, yes, morning. I want to also thank Father for all the good that you have done to our community. Yes. You, and I'm thank from you. that area. So Praise the Lord. I can see you sometime up there. Praise God. Um, so my question is about... Yeah, my question is about purgatory, Yeah, and I don't know enough about it myself to understand how to explain to a non-Catholic. So when when we confess our sins, yeah. and we're forgiven, mm-hmm. given absolution, right. and we die, yeah. if we are not in any sin at all, do we go to heaven? Or no matter what, there's some... No, we can know, go... We can go straight to heaven. We can go straight to heaven, and I think a lot of... You know, the, the canonized saints, I think that's what happened there, you know. And I think a lot of people can do that. And especially when we, let's say we have an illness at the end of our lives, we're kind of, in a sense, making reparation, if you will, for the temporal punishment due to sin. So with any sin, there's two punishments. There's an eternal punishment, the guilt of our sin, and then there's the temporal punishment or the temporary uh, on earth situations that we unfortunately uh, happened uh, that happened because of our sin, things that were thrown out of whack, uh, maybe certain af- affections, disordered affections that we inculcated because of our sin, the habit of our sin. So there's eternal punishment and temporal punishment. Now, confession gets rid of our eternal punishment, so we won't have to spend eternity in hell. But perhaps we still have some attachments to sin. Perhaps we still have developed bad habits that we need to work out. The bottom line is that these are temporary, and we, when we die, if we're not in a state of perfection, but we are in a state of grace, so we died in God's friendship, we have sanctifying grace in our souls, but we aren't yet perfect, then you know, we go to this hospital of perfection called purgatory where we learn to love more, we learn mm-hmm. to be patient more, we learn to, you know, trust God more. And so uh, once we're perfected, then we graduate into heaven. The great great thing about, I'm talking about graduation because it's that time of year, but anyway, <laughs> the great thing about purgatory is that we're assured, 100% assured that we will make it to heaven because we've already been judged worthy of heaven and we still need some perfecting to do. So that's a great, great place to be perfected. I think like if you talk to non-Catholics about purgatory, just say, hey, look, don't you agree that you have to be perfect to enter into heaven? And I think they would say yes because yeah. it's in Scripture. But say, how many of us die perfect? You know, how many of us die with right. no attachment to even venial sin and that we're totally sorry, a hundred percent, because we love God so mm-hmm. much? You know, or are we sorry because we don't want to go to hell? You know, which is a legitimate, you know, non-perfect contrition that will we still get our sins forgiven in confession? So, but again, you know, we. We want to be perfect when we enter into heaven. We don't, it's like if somebody said, Hey, do you want to go visit the Pope right now? And you're in your pajamas, you know, and you're like, Well, hey, do you want to go right now? Or do you want, you want to, you know, do you want to get something more appropriate on, you know, and, and for the occasion? You say, Yeah, well, let me, give me five minutes, you know, and then I'll be ready. So we want to be perfect because we're going to take in that intense love of God. And we can't take in that intense love of God if we have anything other than God in our souls. 
But wow, what a great yeah. answer! I love the pajama analogy. I like yeah. pajamas. I mean, geez, and you, and we made it. If you get to purgatory, we, we praise God, we made it. Made now it. let's now let's get to right. the let's nitty get gritty. Yeah. yeah. Does that answer your question, Kathy? Yeah. Awesome. Yes, that yeah, that does, um, and that's kind of how I responded. I you know I explained that I would be just delighted to get to purgatory, yeah. knowing that I have. Obviously, I'm human, and I. Yeah. So anyway, I just wasn't sure how how to really explain that. So well, thank you so much for your yeah. Call. No, that's great. Thank, thank you, Kathy. You. you have a wonderful day. Thank you very day. much, and and thanks again, Father. You got it. God bless. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Now we have uh, Margaret on the phone from Fargo. Welcome, Margaret. What is your question? Uh, Well, first I'd like to thank Father for all the awesome work he's done with the students at Chandler. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. He has... You have really changed lives and changed lives and changed lives. I am I am so impressed. And my question is, what's the difference between a holy day and a solemnity? Okay, so sometimes they're the same. So there's solemnities throughout the year, which is the highest form of the day. You know, we have solemnities, then we have feasts, then we have obligatory memorials, then we have memorials, then we have what is called ferial or you could say regular day. And so okay. the difference is that some solemnities are holy days of obligation and some are not. So, for instance, All Saints Day, that's a solemnity, which is also a holy day of obligation. But then you have other solemnities like, you know, St. Joseph. That's not. A, it's a solemnity, but it's not a holy day of obligation. The Annunciation, which we celebrate on March 25th, that's a solemnity, but not a holy day of obligation. So what we mean by holy day of obligation is that you need to go to Mass that day and treat that day special. And so we have, like, coming up, the Ascension, which is normally Ascension Thursday, but the vast majority of dioceses throughout the United States by per, they have the permission to do this they have transferred it to the following Sunday so but there are some dioceses where you have to attend mass this Thursday a couple of days from now and so i think new york is one of them and there's a couple other east coast dioceses that you would celebrate the ascension thursday by a holy day of obligation so so yeah, all solemnities are special, but not all solemnities are holy days of obligation. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, it makes sense, and it, it makes I understand the difference now. Thank you so awesome. super much. God, God bless you. Yeah, Thanks thank for calling, you, Margaret. All right, bye bye, bye bye. All right, we just want to give our number out again. It's 877-795-0122. Call in with your questions. And again, you can also send in your questions or comments on Facebook. And now we have Milt from Fargo. And what is your question, Milt? Yes, Father. Yes, Milt. I have a question regarding the last rites and the apostolic blessing. The anointing of the sick. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah, the anointing anointing of the sick. sick. 
and the apostolic blessing. Right. I would like for you to explain to the listeners uh, the difference between the two and the benefits therefrom. Okay. Great question, Mill. Thank you. Well, obviously the anointing of the sick is that special sacrament by which we are commended to the Lord in our infirmity, and you can receive the sacrament of anointing of the sick when there's serious illness or, you know, maybe your lack of strength due to getting up there in age. So that's a great sacrament by which, and we're always encouraged to, within the sacrament of anointing the sick, to avail ourselves to the sacrament of reconciliation. So you can have that. Now, there's special circumstances if the person is not conscious or not able to make a confession that the sacrament is very appropriate there, the sacrament of anointing. And then, on top of all that, after you receive the sacrament of the anointing of the sick and or the sacrament of reconciliation, there is a special prayer called the apostolic pardon or the apostolic blessing that any priest is authorized to give. And what that does is by saying that prayer over that person, that person's temporal temporal punishment, all the things being equal, that person's temporal punishment due to sin is taken away. So that's a good opportunity at the anointing of the sick to bestow the apostolic pardon it's called the apostolic blessing onto that person, which does remo- it's a plenary indulgence basically. So it removes all temporal punishment, temporal punishment due to sin, and it's a great prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a great blessing, and it's a great opportunity to be able to be blessed by God through the priest to have no temporal punishment due to sin. So you could go straight to heaven. All the things being equal, you have the forgiveness. You had the sacrament, you had the anointing, another sacrament, and then you were given this apostolic pardon. So the Lord is kind and merciful. He's gracious. He's very, very lavish, you know, because on the cross he turned to the good thief and he said, you're going to be with me in paradise. But wait a minute, everybody says, this guy lived a life of ill repute and he should pay even beyond the grave. And Jesus says, nope, he's... His heart, I know his heart, and he's going to be with me today in paradise. So the Lord is gracious, kind, and merciful, and he gives an abundance of his grace. He gives it to the max. Mm-hmm. And all we need to do is ask for it. And I tell you, I'm so great that we have a God who judges us, not like the world judges us, because, boy, we'd all be doomed. <laughs> so ask for that apostolic blessing, that apostolic pardon. That should be the... Long and the short of it here. Well, thank you so much, Milt, for Milt, your question. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Good job, thank Milt. Thank you very much, Father. Thank you, Milt. We just bye bye. So, just want to remind you: eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We only have about seven minutes left, so get in your questions for Father Charles Lacroix and uh, and or comments. Um, you know, Father, I am so so grateful for all that you've done at Shanley High School too, and just the blessings, the gifts, uh, even the March for Life that we tag team together with. Right. What a joy! What a, a an incredible. Gift. Well, the thing is, when when you think back on, you know, well, when I think back on my time there, what's 
readily apparent is that there's so much hope for the future because our young people sometimes they get sold short. You know, they well the young people don't care about this, they don't care about that. They're so narcissistic. You know, blah blah blah. Wrong. Yeah, our young people are quality. You. <laughs> you know, we have some great families there, and so I have nothing but tremendous hope for the near future, for the present, the near future, and the future oh. because. Uh, Especially, I think our young people nowadays, they want proof. But once they get the proof, then watch out. They're, they're all for it. And so there's no better time to be a Catholic than right now because you can, by science, prove the existence of God. You can, by philosophy, prove the existence of God. And so once they have the proof, then, then the sky's the limit. You know, here, nowadays, the, I'll, I'll give you a little secret here. Why do a lot of, young people leave the church eventually. And, and the number one reason, there's a lot of reasons, but the number one reason is because they see an inherent conflict between faith and science, between religion and reason. And actually the opposite is the truth. There's such a complementarity between faith and uh, reason, religion and, and, uh, and science that, you know, science is actually now supporting what we believe. For instance, just since the turn of the millennial, 2000s, you know, we've had great proof mm-hmm. of the existence of God scientifically. And, you know, we, I'd love to talk more about that right after we hear from Paul from Fargo. Welcome. Paul. Paul. Our <laughs> <laughs> Father Charles, this is Carter's dad, Paul. Hey, Paul. I, I'm going to miss our conversations that we've had on the sidelines during the family <laughs> football lines, games. Yeah. Yeah, blessing you have been to the students at Shanley, uh, and uh, we're just we're, we're going to miss you so much. Well, Paul, you know, and, yeah. Keep talking. You're saying good things about me. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so far, uh, one, thing, one thing that I will never forget, and it was it was the talent contest that they had at. Oh Shanley. yeah, yeah. And to see you up on stage in the auditorium doing your your uh, Detroit rap dance. Yeah. And Is there was, any other kind of rap dance but the Detroit rap dance? Mm-hmm. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're a phenomenal dancer. <laughs> and I thought, man, this is, this is a family meeting. I mean, I'm going to miss you. Uh, I mean, we all will, and, and I wish you the best of luck and, and uh, hope that we do run you come down and, and, and watch Shanley at, uh, on occasion and and uh, just just say hi. Hey, so, you, you know I'm always going to bleed Deacon Red, you know. So wonderful. <laughs> I also bleed Honolulu Blue for the Detroit Lions, but I also, I mean, I got a lot of different color bloods in me, but so, but um, no. it's working better for you. <laughs> God bless you, Paul, and uh, thank you and your family for being such a great example of what a Catholic family looks like. So thank you so much. Paul, thank you so much, Father, and, and again, best of luck to you. God bless you. All right. Take care, Paul. Paul from Vargo. Oh, well, thank you, Paul. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Uh, We also have uh, Joshua on the line and his dad, Bill. Welcome. Oh, they're not on the line. Well, 
Not on the phone. Yeah, just a comment, a but comment. a great comment. Joshua, who's a student, and Bill, his dad, say goodbye and thank you, Father Charles. Oh, hey, thank you, Josh and Bill. You guys, another great family. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And they're... they're uh, I won't exactly say where they're from, but they're, they're I know on the, where they're from. They're, they're from a little uh, across the river town in Minnesota, so that's great. Special, special family. And thank you, Josh and Bill, for all you do for our Shanley community as well. You know, I can't take uh, you know any credit for the dancing thing because I'm from Detroit. So it's, it's something <laughs> that, yeah, you don't even worry about. You just go out and do it, and that's the way it is. So. That's awesome. But we've had some great questions here, and yeah. there's still, we still got a couple minutes where you can sneak in another question over here so you bet 877-795-0122 uh just uh call in um Oh, and we're running out of time. We now. are running out of time. Wow! Wow! How did how fast did that go? Uh, pretty fast. Well, you know what I want when to. You're talking about rapping. That that, uh, <laughs> that takes up a lot of time. Took care of it, but I do want to follow up real quick because you know you talked about the kids, the students, yep. and how how wonderful um, they are, and that we're in good hands. Great hands, and we are in great hands. And when I think of all the the religious and the vocations and uh, the the healthy sacramental marriages that I've seen mm-hmm. blossom yeah. since my kids have graduated, um, we are in really good hands. So there's so much hope in this world, and it's all who you're listening to. To yeah, and, and the fact that the Lord hasn't given up on us, oh, the fact yeah, that there amen. is that that school network there in in. In Fargo, that proves that God hasn't given up. The radio station, our real presence radio, network, which you are listening absolutely. to right now, proves that God has not given up on us yet. You mentioned the sacramental marriages, the great uh, families that are are up and coming. God has not forget forgotten about us. He's not abandoned us, and. This new evangelization that Monsignor Richter talked about, uh, it's on its way. Right, right. And I think when you see the decibel level go up with the the bad stuff in the world, I think that's actually kind of a sign that we're winning. I mean, God's winning. And so things are going to heighten, and then we need to raise to that level and have courage and have strength. And and where do we find that? We find that in our faith. Yeah. Yeah, God can give it. And you mentioned, you know, I like this kind of a spiritual principle, like when you're doing things right, you're going to get a lot of pushback or you, like you said, the decibel level on the other side is going to increase in that. Like when a pro-life politician gets elected or a pro-life measure gets passed, you hear a lot of screaming and it's because the demons are screaming, you know, and I'm not saying anybody's possessed or whatever, but when you're influenced by that type of thinking, then you're going to reject any Thing good that happens you right. know so yeah we're obviously we're fighting things on a natural level but we're also fighting things on a supernatural level that's why you need to pray 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 what does it pray like everything depends on god and work like everything depends on you and if you're doing your job god is certainly going to do his but yeah we're going to be having pushback we're going to fight face some opposition for being true to our faith for being a good catholic and we are countercultural. we're in the world but we're not of the world right and i think when monsignor richter talked about that first step you know the importance of that intercessory prayer and praying for you know praying to god who he wants you to to be a light mm-hmm. in the world to you know because he'll answer your prayers That's and right. intercessory prayer from uh from us or the saints i mean it's so so important because prayer does solve everything might not be right away on our terms but it does and will 
The oh, fact that God listens to prayer is a great mercy that yeah. He's given us. That we He actually cares about what we what we say. What Absolutely. We so we want to thank all of you who called in yes. for, or wrote questions for Father Charles during our Straight Talk segment on Real Presence Live. You're listening to the best of Real Presence Live. Up next, we'll hear an interview with Father Robert Altier about how Our Lady of Fatima and her message continues to impact our world to this very day. Keep it right here. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. We just did our parish mission a couple weeks ago now, and I suggested that in the course of the mission that we do something like a a little mini spiritual assessment of our lives. I don't have to show this to anybody, but a great chance for us just uh, with real honesty, just between us and Jesus, ask ourselves some questions. First question, given the fact that half of Catholics don't think God is even personal, would be to ask ourselves that. Do I think God is personal? And then to ask myself, do I think a relationship with Jesus is possible? Do I have a relationship with Jesus? And if so, what's it look like? And then perhaps a little bit more awkwardly or painfully to ask Jesus from his perspective, what's the friendship that we have with him look like? How would he describe our friendship with him? That might be a hard conversation to have. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. This is Father Jacob Boddicker of the Society of Jesus serving in the Diocese of Rapid City. I think my favorite part of being a priest is just the gift of being able to see a person on the level of the soul and that beautiful privilege of people trusting in the priesthood and trusting me and showing me what God has been doing in their heart. That privileged perspective on a soul that really only God has a right to, but Jesus in his goodness has chosen to let me see that work as well and to be a part of it. And so to, to labor in the vineyard, not only in the world, but in the, the hearts and souls of his people, uh, I think is the, the most beautiful gift of my priesthood so far. This is Agnes Lucy from Harvey, North Dakota, and I'm almost 90 years old. The advice I would give to others is to have faith in God, trust and believe he will help you, and surrender to his will. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. 
the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. 